This morning, I want to encourage us in the area of generosity. Around this time each year, for the last five years, we have uh, uh, developed the, 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 this the brand of, of a generosity campaign that we've entitled Be Generous. It's real, real uh, creative. Be Generous. Uh, kind of the reminder around this season as our culture, as our surroundings, as our neighborhoods and communities are continuing to focus themselves on this season of giving, sometimes losing sight of the importance of giving and overemphasizing the uh, response of receiving. We, together as a church, have had since 2014 uh, an, an impact as a community together in doing some acts of generosity. And... Uh, if you've been a part of Hyde Wesleyan Church since 2014, you know uh, some of what we've experienced together as a church. And I just want to take you back in time uh, to what we've done together. Uh, take you back to five years ago in 2014 on Sunday, December 21st. Uh, we've been uh, announcing to you for a couple of weeks previous that we would be collecting an offering uh, on that morning. We asked you to bring uh, cash gifts <laughs> that morning. And uh, we didn't tell you what for. It's, it, it's, it's mind-boggling, seriously, to consider what we've done together as a church. And that morning, uh, on December 21st, we, we gathered together, uh, we worshiped together, and we collected this offering. And uh, we had a team accounting that offering and preparing for the closing of the service where we told you we were going to do something special. And at the close of the service, in first service, at our 9 o'clock uh, gathering time for worship, we had some cookies delivered by Subway. Uh, we, we tried to figure out how to... How to do something unique and so we had subway deliver some cookies i think i got to eat all the cookies i don't know if we shared them there's supposed to be more laughter than that you guys are like yeah probably <laughs> we had cookies delivered and we actually had them delivered to the service and they came through and uh, a gal came up here on stage we introduced her to you we met her for the first time and uh just kind of had her interact a little bit with me at the close of our service where we emphasized generosity and then we gave her a fifteen hundred dollar tip at the close of that service it was awesome it was awesome it was so much fun to be an agent of generosity in that service at 9 o'clock. Then in the 10.30 service, we did the same thing. We had a couple pizzas delivered at the close of that service. And the young man from Domino's who brought those pizzas was very curious what in the world he was doing here as a part of our morning worship. And he came through the back door. And uh, I welcomed him up. And we introduced him. And we opened up these fresh pizzas. And I didn't get any of that pizza. It all went to you guys on the way out. But uh, we blessed him that morning with over $2,000 in a tip of us sharing generously with two complete strangers that morning. In 2015, because of your generosity, we continued to seek creatively how it would be that we as a church uh, would live generously. We would literally be generous as a church. And so uh, we placed in the lobby, if you remember, you came in and there were two shopping carts just sitting out in the lobby before we presented to you what we would be doing. Uh, I, I shared kind of jokingly with First Service today that uh, it's amazing what you can borrow from your community under the cover of darkness to get a hold of two shopping carts. <laughs> I was just joking. We, we borrowed them legitimately. But we uh, uh, 
together collected non-perishables. We invited you to be a part of um, being generous to our local food pantry that's housed at Trinity United Methodist downtown. And uh, together we collected, we have no idea how much, but we put it all into a box truck and we delivered it uh, on, on a morning. And uh, we know that uh, the gift that we gave in 2015 was a substantial blessing to the food pantry and to our community. In 2016, our leadership team, our, our pastoral staff and team continued to try to think outside the box. And, and so we, we put together this, this crazy idea of reaching out and finding the names and addresses of our local police men and women. And that, that year, we were able, as a church, to put together uh, some acts of kindness and specifically some generosity towards uh, the members of the Sheriff's Department and the Lawrence Township Police. We gave them, uh, along with our notes of thanksgiving, you remember you filled out notes and you said thank you to, uh, for their service and that kind of thing. We gave them over $2,700 yeah, $2, worth of gift cards that we yeah, delivered to those families with the notes of thanksgiving from our church family. And that same year, we also gave another $840 worth of gift cards to the folks at the 911 call center here in Clearfield and another 480 uh, worth of gift cards to the Marion House that was a women's shelter that existed and no longer does here in Clearfield. It was incredible. Uh, that year specifically, 2016, one of the cool things about social media, uh, one of the very few thing, uh, cool things about social media was watching the ripple effects of that that level of generosity in, into the many nooks and crannies of our community it was fun. Uh, people were tagging us as, as pastors here at Hyde Wesleyan when uh, certain people in the community would say things like, oh, my family uh, just received this gift from the folks at Hyde Wesleyan. It was so cool. Two years ago in 2017, we asked you to give generously again to an unknown need, unspecified need. And we invited you to give uh, specifically towards this, uh, this need. And uh, we kept it kind of a secret until Sunday, the December the 17th, when we brought uh, one of our own, one of our district pastors, a uh, church planter uh, in, uh, in our district, Pastor Rick Cox and his wife Eunice came and we asked Pastor Rick to preach that morning and uh, didn't tell him exactly what was going to be going on. But at the end of the service, I just I got to watch this video clip again just this past week to remind myself of how beautiful our acts of generosity have have been. And we invited him up on, on the stage and uh, together we gave as a church family over $4,100 to Pastor Rick and Eunice with the strict understanding that they were in a season of experiencing the hardships and the joys of planting their church in uh, just outside of Pittsburgh. And, and we gave them a strict understanding that this funds, these funds were to be used for their family for the upcoming weeks around the Christmas season. It was a beautiful act of generosity that you you have been a part of Hyde Wesleyan Church. Last year, we continue to brainstorm and, and, and dream and, and pray and seek the Lord together as a, uh, as a team, as a pastors and our staff. And last year, we began to uh, brainstorm and we sensed the spirits leading to give specifically to a, a few opportunities and, and ideas and leads that we were trying to hone in on. Uh, it was in September or October last year that we locked in specifically on being a blessing to the backpack program that's a part of the Clearfield schools through the ministerium and through the food pantry. We wanted to be a blessing, a financial blessing to that. And we were excited as a staff to give towards this worthwhile service. But we also sensed, honestly, in those times together that we shared, uh, that there was something more. And it was on the morning of November the 18th, just a year ago Monday, 
this week. That uh, as I was preparing for that Sunday morning to preach our messages, I, I got some phone calls that morning as I was getting ready for the day. And uh, the phone calls were kind of cryptic, kind of interesting, didn't really know what was going on. The first one said, your church is on fire. The second one said, no, it's not your church, it's the church down the road. And uh, I made a beeline for our property and I was able to get through uh, the emergency uh, lines that were set up to block the road. And I got to the property at the Riverview Bible Church just down the road. And I was there as the emergency personnel were still putting out the flames from a fire that started around 4.30 that morning. And as I was standing there with the emergency personnel, and as I had the opportunity, the privilege, really, uh, to take a knee and bow with Pastor Mark, the pastor of the Riverview Bible Church, uh, there as the church was being put out, I sensed in my spirit that the Lord was asking us again in that moment to be generous and so last year, we collected over $3,100 as a church, and we were able to split those funds between uh, the food pantry's backpack program in association with the ministerium and our brothers and sisters at Riverview Bible Church for their immediate needs in adjusting to the reality of no longer having a building to worship in. If you do the math, and I've done the math, we, I, I, I love this. It's just fascinating to me that in the past five years of us living this act of generosity together as a church, we've given well over $15,000 in five years towards being generous. And again, here we are this year. I've been asked recently, some people have stopped me and they've asked, as, as late as yesterday, honestly, uh, hey, uh, isn't this about that time that uh, we do something? What, what, what's the thing? Like, let me in. I, and honestly, I want to tell you that our team has been actively asking the Lord to reveal to us uh, for the past several months. We've been asking, we've been brainstorming together what it is that we would do this year to enact the reality of what it means to be a Christ follower who lives generously before I lay out the details of uh, something unique this year, I, I, I want to point back to, I want to go back to why it is we should, as followers of our Lord Jesus Christ, live in such a way that the characteristics we are known by are, include generosity. Let's look at God's word for the reminder on why living generously should be a mark of a Christian. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, I invite you to turn there with me. You can follow along in the Bible app or uh, steal a Bible from a neighbor. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, Paul is writing to encourage the early church, the early Christians in Corinth. We, uh, the, the book is called Corinthians because it's written to the churches of Corinth. And he's encouraging them to give generously and cheerfully here in chapter 8. And in fact, chapters 8 and 9 might be, uh, if, you, if you read them in their entirety, you might uh, kind of consider that it's a, almost a, a fundraising effort of the Apostle Paul as he's writing these paragraphs to these churches. Paul doesn't hold any punches in chapter 8 as he reminds, us, uh, reminds the church at Corinth of just how generous a, another church body is. A, in fact, a, a group of churches that Paul has planted in, in Macedonia. And so he's using an example. He's testifying to the, the generosity of a church to encourage another church to continue to be generous. Look with me at how Paul characterizes the generosity of the churches in Macedonia. In 2 Corinthians chapter 8, we'll start with verse 1. Paul writes this way. Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters in Corinth, 
What God in his kindness has done through the churches in Macedonia. They, those churches, are being tested by many troubles and they are very poor. But they are also filled with abundant joy, which has overflowed in rich generosity. For I can testify that they gave not only what they could afford, but far more. And they did it of their own free will. They begged us, in fact, again and again for the privilege of sharing in the gift for the believers in Jerusalem. Verse 5, they did, even did more than we had hoped for their first action was to give themselves to the Lord and to us just as God wanted them to do. I, I love this. I, I think the characteristics of these churches of Macedonia are often overlooked. Maybe we, we, we look at them and we think, okay, that's good. That's great. There's some characteristics here that are identifying of these churches that are important for us today in 2019 to remember our church history and the generosity, especially in these early formative years of the church of Jesus Christ. Paul writes it this way. He says the churches in Macedonia gave far more than they could have on paper. Uh, This speaks to the statistical anomaly that exists within uh, generosity, I think. As Paul is giving this testimony of the churches in Macedonia, he's saying, you know what? On paper, there's no way they should have been able to do what they did. Uh, They they were facing some hardships. There there was famine in their midst. They were experiencing trouble and persecution. And yet they were able to do more than what they should have been able to do. I, I love that mark of these churches in Macedonia. Another thing Paul says is that they gave of their own free will. They weren't pressured. They weren't asked to do something they weren't willing to do. They they knew the desires of their heart were to glorify God by giving generously. In fact, Paul says they begged again and again to join in the privilege. They knew that giving was a privilege. It was an earmark of them being able to glorify God by giving generously. And Paul, Paul and those surrounding him, they, Paul writes it that they gave even more than we thought they would or could. They did immeasurably more than we imagined they could do. These characteristics of these early churches in Macedonia aren't to be overlooked. In fact, I think what Paul is doing here, and I think if you look at these two uh, passages from uh, chapter 8 in 2 Corinthians and chapter 9 that we're going to look to in just a moment, Paul is kind of setting up this church of Corinth, these, these churches, this, this body of Christ gathered in Corinth, he, he's encouraging them in such a way he's testifying of, of what this church is doing and encouraging this next church to do even more. He continues to use the example of the Macedonians to encourage a replicating of generosity, even to the next level. We're going to look at chapter 9 where Paul is wrapping up maybe this fundraising uh, paragraphs. Chapter 9 of 2 Corinthians, we're going to start, allow me to read starting with verse 6. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. Paul writes this encouragement. Remember this. A farmer who plants only a few seeds will get a small crop, but the one who plants generously will get a generous crop. You must each decide in your heart how much to give, and don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure, for God loves a person who gives cheerfully. 
And God will generously provide all you need. Then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others. As the scriptures say, they share freely and give generously to the poor. Their good deeds will be remembered forever. Verse 10, for God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. In the same way, he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you. Yes, you will be enriched in every way so that you can always be generous. And when you take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. So two good things will result from this ministry of giving. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met and they will joyfully express their thanks to God. As a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God for your generosity to them and to all believers will prove that you are obedient to the good news of Christ. And they will pray for you with deep affection because of the overflowing grace God has given to you. Pray with me. Jesus, would you add your blessing to this reading of your living word? Would you allow these words to become alive and fresh and challenging, convicting to our hearts and lives again today? And Lord, I pray that as we wind down this moment of gathering today, that you would afresh and anew spark the desire to live generously within each of us. May we see your word alive in our midst, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, what we have before us in this passage from 2 Corinthians, from the Apostle Paul to this early church, these early Christians who he is encouraging along in the way, is an outline of sorts of how it is we, as the church, are to live generously. How it is that we should choose to, to give with the right kind of heart. Paul reminds us, even today, in 2019, here at Hyde Wesleyan Church, that the attitude that we have when we give is of utmost importance. Highlighted here is not the uh, amount. Highlighted here is not the uh, identity of, of what it is we give to specifically. Rather, Paul highlights as we approach this conversation, the subject of generosity, that the, the first thing we have to nail down is the right heart for generosity. Look again at verse 7. Paul, Paul writes this, you, you must each decide in your heart how much to give. Don't give reluctantly or in response to pressure. For God loves a, perf- a person who gives cheerfully. <laughs> I don't want to do it, but if we were to poll the audience, if we were to uh, maybe send out an anonymous poll or I asked you to raise your hands or to raise the hand of the person next to you, I think we could come up with a, a long list of the, the, the reasons we choose to give. We all have different reasons on why we uh, give to specific needs in our community, specific needs in in our church. Some of us, we we choose to give to certain things, maybe especially in the church in some ways, because of duty. We we feel obligated to give. Uh, This comes in line sometimes with the tradition that we experience within uh, gathering for worship. We feel obligated. We feel like there's a a duty that this is my church. I, I, I better give towards my church or maybe maybe on special projects we feel like uh, something like uh, kids corner renovation we did a few years ago uh, some of us chose to give towards that in, in specifically a way because we thought okay I've got kids in that ministry I, I better give towards this thing there's some danger in that so some of us give because it makes us feel good 
right? There's a natural high uh, that comes with giving extravagantly that happens when we give. There's, there's this natural buzz that, that, that formulates inside of us and we feel good. And so uh, sometimes we choose simply to give because we're hoping that we get a good feeling out of it. Some of us may be guilty of giving to gain prestige. We, we want to be known. We want it in the paper. We want uh, people to identify that we have given something. There's danger in that. I, I, I point back to you humorously my, my personal desire while I was at Indiana Wesleyan. Uh, doing doing my, my undergrad studies uh, there at Indiana Wesleyan in Bible school. Uh, that There was a dorm. Uh, uh, it was a female dorm called Evans Hall. And uh, I thought, I wonder how much I could give to add an S and a T and an apostrophe S to, to uh, Evans Hall. Stevens Hall, Evans Hall. It would be a quick, quick wash. I wonder how much I could give to get my name put on that building. Actually, I never thought about giving. I thought about just changing the title myself as a prank. I didn't do it. But you know, you see it. Maybe you've experienced it. Uh, where we have this desire. I want to give in order that other people will take notice. Some of us maybe are guilty of of, uh, giving with a a hope for material gain. We want something uh, out of our giving. We want a a good return. We want something that uh, makes sense to us. Sometimes this uh, uh, this formulates itself in what what I want to refer to as the lottery mentality of giving. It exists, I think, within the church where we hope that our $5 investment somehow gets scratched off and turned into a million in return to ourself. You sense that? I remember as a kid, I don't know if you guys got these letters, but before uh, the internet, there, there, were, there were things called chain letters. Remember chain letters that came through the mail? And I remember uh, opening a chain letter that was addressed to me, and it said, if you send $1 to each of these 10 people in just a couple of weeks, you're going to be rich. You know how exciting that was as an 11-year-old to get that piece of mail? You know how close I was to sending out money to people? Thankfully, my parents intercepted those letters before I would send them back out. I don't know a single person that became independently wealthy by sending out ten one dollar bills to a list of ten strangers. If you're one of them, let me know. There may be even some of us in a way, maybe we would never say it out loud, but we would choose to give generously in a way to seek God's approval. There's a temptation again that exists, I believe, to believe in our hearts that the more The more we give, the more often that we give, the better our chances may be of inheriting eternal life with Jesus. I hope you can see the dangers that exist when we trust our own means, our own ideas of why it is we should give. Paul's encouragement to the Corinthians again says, you you must each decide in your, your heart how much to give, not reluctantly or in response to pressure, for it's God who loves a person who gives cheerfully. The, the right heart, then, uh, that we have to choose to give from is one that is filled to overflowing with the joy that comes from serving the Lord. N- not for our own uh, benefit, not for our own prestige, not for our own 
concept of, of why it is I, I should give towards a specific project. The, the right heart for giving generously is out of a sincere, must be out of a sincere desire to point others towards the hope that we have. To, to express in a, in a real way, a tangible feeling way, the reality of the blessings of the kingdom of heaven. The blessing, the true, generous blessing we have of being in relationship, being in the presence of God Almighty. I, I read it this way and I love it. God gives you and me an investment opportunity that he wants you and me to enthusiastically support. That opportunity is his work in the world. God offers you and me an opportunity to join him on mission for the world by living, by being generous. So, so the first thing we have to do when we come to this concept, when we have this conversation about uh, why should I be generous, uh, the, the first thing we should do is we even come into the conversation about living as stewards of God's resources. First thing we need to do is examine our hearts, as Paul encourages, asking, do I have, do I have the right motive in being generous? Is my heart God's heart? When it comes to choosing to live generously. The first thing. Hyde Wesleyan Church. We have to come to. Is the right heart for living generously. Secondly. The reason for generosity. Paul, Paul's quick to continue on. With emphasizing the reasons to live generously. As followers of Christ. In verses 8 through 10. Uh, again let me read it. Paul says it this way. God will generously provide all that you need then you will always have everything you need and plenty left over to share with others as the scriptures say they share freely and give generously to the poor their good deeds will be remembered forever for god verse 10 is the one who provides seed for the farmer then bread to eat in the same way he will provide and increase your resources and then produce a great harvest of generosity in you I think it's as simple as this. Why should we be generous? Because our Heavenly Father is generous. Why? What's the reason for us considering what it looks like to be generous today? The answer? God is so generous. Think about it this way. Are you breathing right now? Check. Check real quick. Breathing? Check. Make sure your neighbor's breathing. Not snoring. Breathing. Are you breathing? How, how's your how does your pulse? You have a pulse? That's cool. Do you deserve those two things? She's alive, good. Do we deserve do we deserve breath and life right now? I was having some tough conversations with a brother, a Christian brother this week about the demise of our culture, the brokenness that we experience all around us, the headlines all around us. And we both agreed together in my office, man, if it was up to us, there'd be some fire and brimstone cleansing humanity once and for all. If, if it was up to my amount of grace that I have for the brokenness around me, it'd be a mess. And here we are on the 
cusp of entering into Thanksgiving on Thursday. And I don't know, I don't know which table you get to sit at on Thursday afternoon. If it's the kitty table, awesome. Welcome to the club. If it's the adult table, someday I'll get there. Whichever table it is, I hope, I've shared with you before, one of the traditions I grew up in was before we got to eat anything, before we got to reach for the first scoop of potatoes, we had to share together about what it is we were thankful for. (laughs) And it's sitting right there in front of us, right? Steaming potatoes. That wasn't enough. It had to be something about my sister. As you go around the table, hopefully, maybe, consider it. And you share about the things you're thankful for on Thursday afternoon and Thursday evening and maybe all day Friday and Saturday. I don't know. Whenever it is, you know, the things we are thankful for, we should be thankful for them because God has blessed us in so many ways. The list should be unimaginably long. We're we're confused as a people. We overlook so much stuff, but we are such a blessed people. Paul's reminder, uh, all of the things that we're to be thankful for are because God is God. He, he owns it all. It's all his. He has blessed us even with steaming mashed potatoes. Paul says it this way. God is the one who provides seed for the farmer and then bread to eat. Paul writes that. And, and here we thought it was tractor supply that provided the seed and Walmart that baked the bread. The reason for living generously as a follower of Christ, the reason for being generous is that we are agents of generosity. When we talk about it again this way, we say we're agents of grace, agents of hope, missionaries living in a a foreign land. And our job is to deliver the grace, deliver the generosity, the hope of God, the gospel truth of Jesus being the savior of mankind. And we are... To give because he gives. We are to love because he loves. We're to share. We're to be generous because my God is generous. When Jesus taught his disciples to pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. This is part of what he was reminding us as followers of our role. Our job, our role as Jesus' hands and feet to point people to the generosity of our heavenly Father, I don't know if you need the reminder today, but let me be the stark reminder. You and I do not deserve God's amazing grace. You haven't done enough good. You won't do enough good. You can't do enough good to earn the favor of our holy God. And yet, he offers it generously, overwhelmingly. He blesses those who turn and face him. The reason we're to be generous, our God is generous. Your heavenly father is the most generous Do you want to be like your daddy? Do you want to be like your dad? Third, the result. Paul continues on. The result of generosity is beautiful. As uh, Paul outlines this fundraising paragraph, he says in verse 11, Yes, you 
Corinthians. So you will be enriched in every way so that you can always then be generous. And when we take your gifts to those who need them, they will thank God. Two things will result from this ministry of giving and generosity, Paul says. The needs of the believers in Jerusalem will be met. And they will joyfully express their thanks to God. And as a result of your ministry, they will give glory to God. I I love these reminders. These reminders of the results of generosity. The first one's pretty obvious and often, uh, therefore, we overlook it. But needs are met through acts of generosity. Uh, Whether it is we're over-tipping a delivery driver or our waitress at a restaurant, needs are met. We live in a culture where financially money is necessary. We don't know all the needs in our presence. We don't know all the needs in our community. But when we are generous, we are helping to meet those needs. When we write a check to our brothers and sisters who lost their church building, we are helping to meet a very real need by our act of generosity We see it every week when our generosity through giving of our pocket change, for goodness sakes, is continuing to add up to over $84,000 that we've had an influence on a children's home in Swaziland. We know that our continual generosity meets needs as God blesses it. The second thing Paul says is that God is honored through our generosity. God gets the attention Paul says it this way, those that receive these gifts will express their thanks to God. They will give glory to God as a result of your ministry. The truth is this, God honoring generosity results in honoring God. Do you get that? The kind of generosity that honors God, that's not just generosity for generosity's sake, but the, the kind of generosity that says God is my Pilot. God is at the core of everything I am, and I choose to be generous because God is generous. That kind of generosity honors God. It glorifies Him. It points to Him. It, it gives Him honor and praise by our actions. In fact, the, the kingdom of heaven is brought about, it's realized in real time, right here, right now, in a, in a small way, by our acts of generosity. So be generous. I don't think we have any excuses not to be. I mean, all, all, all around us, we, we, we have in our culture this me and my mentality, right? We put, we store up for ourselves all the stuff we think we need, and we have a hard time uh, as a culture giving ourselves away. We have so many stipulations. We hope every everybody's. They're, they're, we have all kinds of questions about how it is we are to do things that make the most sense. This morning, I am inviting you, Hyde Wesleyan, to trust the Holy Spirit. The, the thing that I want us, that our, our leadership team has put together this idea for Be Generous 2019 is for you to figure it out. <laughs> it's for you to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you as an individual, to you as a family, to your small group, to your small church fellowship, to uh, the group of friends that you have together, to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you how it is He is asking you to be generous individually as a group. We're not presenting to you today the thing that we can all give to and feel like, oh yeah, we were, we did it. We gave $3,100. We gave four, we did it. 
That's so much easier, let me tell you. It's so good. But this year, we, we want to see, we want to trust. What the Lord is leading us to ask you to do is to be generous on a scale that we don't know yet. We're not going to be able to measure it. That's, that's unfortunate for administrative minds like, like this. I, I think, oh my goodness, at the end of this, we need to be able to know how much we did, what we did, how, how we did it. Rather, this year, we want to take the example of the Apostle Paul here. We want to tell the stories of generosity. We're, we're trying to make it easy. We put in your bulletin a, a little insert. It's, it's kind of, a, we're, we're calling it kind of a, a spark list. And this is not a, a prescription. This list inside your bulletin is not something that you can just follow along. It's not designed for you to follow along and check things off. It's simply designed to start some conversations in, in our church family. For you to have a conversation together as, as a family over lunch together, asking the question, how can we live out the gospel of generous loving? How, how can we do something? How, how can we join Hyde Wesleyan Church in living out generosity? That, that list is designed for you to simply spark some interest, spark some conversation. It's designed to get you thinking. But more than the list, more important than the, the list of, of brainstorm idea is uh, the website address on the bottom. Generous.hidewest.com is a short link for you to go to on your phone, on your tablet, on your computer, whenever you get a chance. As you live out being generous, we want to tell the story of Hyde Wesleyan's generosity. Now, now we've designed that form not to give any opportunity for prestige. Uh, you, you fill it out anonymously. You don't have to put your name in it. If, if there's something that you need to tell us and you want to put your name on it, you're free to do that. But we're, we're not going to share these stories of generosity in, in, a, in a way of helping uh, someone feel better about themselves. Rather, we, 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 we want to share these stories to spark more stories of generosity together as a church family. We, we have no idea how this is going to go. But we're trusting that the Lord has asked us to do it this way. And so we invite you to join us in this way. So once you've done an act of generosity, we'd love for your story of generosity, your testimony of generosity. We, we think, as we see example here by the Apostle Paul, we think that the acts of generosity by some will help spark others onto living and being generous. So help us tell the story. We will work tirelessly to try to find ways to accurately Give the testimonies of generosity back to our church family. Please trust us that way. Help us. Pray for us as we deliver back. I want you to listen to the words of a song this morning as we close. It's by an artist, Jason Gray, and the song is entitled, With Every Act of Love. Will you watch this video?
inside Oh, but her words are the medicine When she says they can't begin again Forgiveness will set him free tonight As heaven touches her stand will you stand and will you join us will you join us in being generous living out the generosity of your heavenly father in a tangible way and will you help us tell the story let's bow our heads together God, you did put a million, million doors in the world for your love to walk through. Help us to see, to find the opportunity of us being one of those doors. I pray, Lord, that you would help us to be creative. We believe we serve a creative God. Lord, I pray that our stories of generosity would be so various and beautiful because you, God, are beautiful. I pray for every man, woman, and child that's a part of the Hyde Wesleyan Church. Lord, I ask that your Holy Spirit would do a work that only you can do in our lives, that you would speak your ask of us to be hands and feet of generosity this season. And I pray, Lord, that we would be marked. It would be marked as people living generously. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your generous love.
your generous grace, your overwhelming generosity to us. Help us in small ways and in big ways to reflect our generous God. I pray you'd go with us, Lord. Help us not to lose sight of the opportunities before us. Help us not to miss out on the opportunity you are sharing and showing us to take. Give us strength to step through, to step out, to trust you, I pray. In Jesus' name, God's people said. Amen. Amen.